Hey guys, want to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed for your girl? (laughs) Well, then you need to get yourself some promescent delay spray. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Oh, delay spray. I don't have a getting it up problem. Well, promescent delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last a little longer in bed without having to worry about it. And that's because their delay spray is not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. And for your partner, they have a whole line of women's product. I am never without their warming gel. They have buzzing gel. They have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier. They have everything you need for a really fun night of SEX. So what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some promescent products. I highly recommend promescent, but don't just take it from me. 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon to get yourself some promescent products. They have a 60-day money-back guarantee, free shipping, and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you uh, haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. That's at Strict Anonymous. I'm on Instagram or Twitter. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices as well as everybody's names. So if you want to talk about your interesting, naughty, secret life while remaining anonymous, you could be on the show. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or you could DM me on Instagram or Twitter at strictanonymous. But the best way and the quickest way is send me an email. Sometimes it takes me a week to get back. I've been doing my show a long time. I have a huge fucking audience and it's like a full-time 24-7 gig. So it's not like I get back to everybody right away, but eventually I always get back to everybody who writes in Uh, who wants to be on the show. So the best way to do that is via email. You get that strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Click on be on the show. If you want to call in and just get like a naughty confession off your back and you could do that. I have a confessions hotline. I changed the voices there as well. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. If you want to talk to me on the DL because you got like a problem that you can't talk to anyone else about. I love analyzing problems for people. Like seriously, it's like I love doing it. But I don't air them, okay? That's the difference with those calls. I do charge for them because I'm not airing it. There is a link in the description for you to go and make that appointment if you want to talk to me, like I said, on the DL. Uh, If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show. And if you love it, give me a five-star review or just to hit five stars. (laughs) Anyway, uh, today I have on Valerie. Valerie's so interesting. She's got a really interesting story. I mean, this was a woman who like 
all her life was pretty vanilla. She was married once for a couple of years, but she was, you know, had some kids and she was like dating here and there, but nothing too crazy. And she had like this friend who uh, one day invited her to a swingers club. Now, I get the backstory about why a friend would even invite you to a swingers club. I mean, most of us have never had a friend invite us to a swingers club. <laughs> but she explains how and why that happened. And then, you know, what happened the first time she went to the swingers club. And then the second time. And then the third time. And then all the other times she did. Uh, she wound up finding out that she was very into women. And she hooked up with couples. And she was very much into being watched and seeing people have sex and she got super into the lifestyle and she explains all the things that she did I mean she was like fully into the lifestyle meeting all kinds of people and then she wound up really connecting with a specific couple and wound up hooking up with them having threesomes foursomes with them and they wind up being a little poly she started having feelings with the guy and Wait until you hear about their relationship. I need to get his girl on the podcast, okay? Because she goes into what was the dynamics of that whole thruple they were having was super interesting. She was the unicorn, okay? But she winds up at the end of the story and at the end of the call with the guy and the other woman's not there. So we do hash that out a bit at the end. That is a little complicated. And like I said, when you find out about the other woman in the story, it, uh, it's super interesting. I'm going to try and get her on. But anyway, she winds up with the guy and she talks about how that happened. And now they are in a very open relationship in the lifestyle. He's been in the lifestyle for a long time. So that is where she stands now. Her whole story from beginning to end is fascinating. And she did send me in pictures. So you want to see pictures of Valerie? I have anonymous pictures of Valerie on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I have pictures of mostly every one of my female guests over there. They're anonymous, but you see sexy pics of them. If you want to see all those pics, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. The link is in the description. I'm going to be right back on with Valerie. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Valerie. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, listen, Valerie, you went from like one end of the spectrum to another end of the spectrum, <laughs> correct? <laughs> yes, I you, did. <laughs> you, you said something like your friend was the one that told you to come on the show or I don't know. And you said like your friend had a tagline for you and it was like how you went from no sex until marriage to all sex and no marriage. So you went exactly you were like a traditional girl, didn't have sex till you got married. And then you eventually wind up like going to a swingers club way later. Uh, and that's when things like started happening. Give us a little backstory uh, you know, be uh, like about what happened before you made it to the swingers club and why you wound up there to begin with. Yeah, it's a good question. I actually was for the last 20 years was essentially raising kids on my own and decided that I was going to raise them quote unquote the right way. And so wasn't dating very often, never had a guy at my house. Didn't, you know, if I dated somebody, I told them up front, it was going to be a while before we ever had sex and things like that. I got two kids out of the house and the third was almost out and had just broken up with a boyfriend and a good friend of mine who is also from where I grew up but lives out in the Pacific Northwest had suggested that I go with him and his girlfriend 
to this club. And, you know, I said no, and that didn't make any sense. And why would I do that? And um, after a couple weeks of prodding, I just said yes. And it was on Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. So he's like, you can get dressed up. You can dress anything you want, as sexy and slutty as you want or not, and just go with us and have a good time. So we did, and it was the first real party after COVID that they had had at that club. You know, it was the, kind of the grand reopening sort of thing. So it was 360 people that all knew each other. <laughs> except, except you. <laughs> except me, yeah. And and that's how I got started. I mean, he walked me around, showed me the club, met some people, and was very, it was very uncomfortable. It was a really interesting situation. But he had told me, you know, no means no. Nobody has any expectations. Women are in control, which was a new thing for me. And so I thought I'd give it a shot. And then I could tell him that I never want to go back again, but I tried it. So... I would have a more sound argument, but I kept going back. Okay, but wait, before we go on to everything that you did, because this is like a new found uh, lifestyle you're in, and we're going to hear about all your crazy experiences, because you had them. But be a little bit before, you know, you have a bunch of kids. Have you ever been married? I was married for four years. Okay. Yeah, three Three kids in four years. <laughs> but so all, so all your life, you had always been very vanilla? like that would be the correct word? Yeah. I mean, I had never, I had periods where I described his acting out. So, you know, I would have, there were a couple of times in my life where significant things happened and I would just say, screw it. I'm just going to go screw anybody I see. So, and I went out and I usually was with people that I had known for quite some time, but for the most part was really vanilla in the relationships. Anything goes. So I had relationships where, you know, we had sex in the glass elevator overlooking the Baltimore Harbor. Right, right, right. We had, you know, like all that kind of stuff. But it was always within the context of a partner, not multiple partners. Right. So never before you you went to the swingers club that time had you ever been with a woman or done anything even within when you were in a relationship, correct? Right. Correct. Yeah. So now how does a guy friend, okay, go who's in a couple has a girlfriend go up to one of his regular friends you and be like hey come to a swingers club with us I don't know that seems like a really weird invitation that most people will never get from their guy friend who's in a relationship you know how did why did he ask you um so (laughs) so if we back it out a couple years he at one point he's also from from back east close to where I grew up. And so we have a certain way of communicating that's a little different from people out here. Mm -hmm. And so one day he called me up while I was working and he said, hey, what are you doing for lunch? And that means if it's lunch, it means he has something to ask me. If it's drinks or dinner, it's just we're going out as friends and hanging out. Mm -hmm. And so I knew he had something. And we went to lunch and he said, you know, my girlfriend and I have been talking and she's bi and she would be interested in you. And I promptly said, no, like, first of all, I'm not interested in him. He's Mm -hmm. my baby brother, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not interested in you. I'm not interested in getting mixed up in this. And I've never done anything like that, not doing it. And so over periodically over the course of a couple of years, he would comment on us getting together or and he did it actually invite me over at one point to his house and we were just going to hang out 
and his girlfriend was going to be there and they did what I later learned is kind of a common thing, but I didn't know at the time where she went to the bathroom, quote unquote, and he started making moves on me and she came back in, sat on the couch and just what I guess was going to watch. I don't know, but I immediately jumped because it just seemed disrespectful. And, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, and that was the closest we ever got, but I was like, this is not, this is, I went home. I was like, this is not what I want to do with you. This is not the kind of relationship I want with you period. And so we had this thing where he kept prodding and when, um, I broke up with this one guy. He knew that this guy I'd been with was actually sexually one of the better guys I'd been with for a while. And he knew I had taken it hard. So he said, okay, we're going to get you over this. Like the only way to get over is to get under. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's kind of We're going to get you under somebody <laughs> and we're going to do it rapid fire here in this club and hit all your fantasies at once. And so that I think was kind of the concept. And in the back of his mind, he was thinking if he could get me there, then he could get me. Yeah, Which yeah, no, that makes sense. So has this, never, yeah, yeah. So that has to be a part of the story. Like now, it totally makes sense. I mean, this was the guy that was in the lifestyle, always trying to make it happen. Especially with you, he had gone down that path with you numerous times before. So it's not like out of the blue, he just asked you to go to a swingers club. You know, the way you told the story yeah. before it was like, oh yeah, my friend was just like, oh, come to this club with me. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't even know he was doing the club thing until this breakup. So it was kind of out of the blue. That was a whole new level. Right, but then it went, Then when you put it all together, you're like, oh, all that stuff he yeah. was doing. I mean, this is like who he always was. There were signs of it. So, right? I mean, we might all yeah, have a friend yeah. like that where you like, there are these hints, but you don't put it together because if you don't live in that world, I think you just don't know. Exactly. Yeah. That it exists or what the whole thing is. Like you said, like that move that they were doing where she was going to the bathroom and he was hitting on you. Like they were trying to solicit you into a threesome. <laughs> but you exactly. <laughs> you had no idea because you had never done it before. Okay, so let's go back to that first time you're at the swingers club. And now like what, like how do you feel being there? Because this is totally out of your comfort zone. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, it was. And it, it, it really was. And I think it was crowded. Mm-hmm. You know, it was shoulder to shoulder people. And I didn't know what was proper etiquette. I didn't know. You know, I didn't even know the layout of the club because there were so many people that night, they didn't give us the tour. So I had no idea of what was going on. And my friend was just walking me around and he'd introduced me to a few people and they weren't interested and or didn't seem to be, which is fine. And then, and I may have put that vibe out and then he would leave me and then he'd come back later and check on me. So 
it was just a really uncomfortable situation. I didn't know what to do, but I, you know, I'm one of those people that once I commit to something, even if I'm uncomfortable, I kind of dive in head first. Mm -hmm. And so there was uh, a time point where he came up to me and he's like, if you could have anybody in this place, who would you want? And I said, you know what? It's not going to happen with that guy up there who's behind the bar. He's behind the bar, so I can't have him anyway. And so he brought the guy down to me <laughs> and introduced us. And we connected for a second. And then he very kindly said, you know, I have to go do something because he was volunteering. It's like, I have to go do something. I'll be right back. And I never saw him again. And so he said, who would your second choice be? And I said, the one over there. And so he brought him to me. And the guy, like, we went back, and it was a horrible experience with the guy, <laughs> but it was the first time I had seen any of the rest of the club and what was going on outside of the the, the club part, the dancing part and all of that. Oh, where all so, the sex was going down in the back yeah, or someplace else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that part was interesting to me. I've always been fascinated with watching. I've been fascinated with being watched. Mm -hmm. Never had the opportunity necessarily so that part was fun and there were some people that commented on my behavior and what I was doing and and so wait so you go back there and you wind up having sex with him in the back in front of people while people are having sex they're watching you you're watching them that kind of scenario yeah yep and yeah. were you super horny for that whole thing I found out I was yeah <laughs> <laughs> It kind of sounded like it the way you were telling the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like a hundred people in a small room and there were two to three couples, at least on twin size mattresses that were side by side by side by side. And so it's like a big um, orgy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I had never seen or done anything like that. And it was fascinating and it was, you know, people watching or like for me watching somebody mm -hmm. and them not turning away was new. You know, I actually got a little embarrassed because there was one couple that I was watching in particular that was close to us and he would catch eyes with me and I would bashfully look away because I just felt like that's what you it normally was an do. intrusion <laughs> in his privacy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know? so, yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was that was the first time. And so uh, you were just with that guy. Did you play with other people? Was it or just with that one guy? No, I just played with him. And then and like I said, it didn't go particularly well. So I came back and did what, you know, a big sister would do and yelled at my little brother for making me do that. <laughs> oh, my God. You blamed it on him. Some people might say he was grooming you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. But yeah, I did. I came back and took out all my frustration on him. But yeah, it was just the one guy. And then I sat out in the in the club portion for a while. And one of the volunteers who to this day is like, well, always say hi to each other and chat, but came and sat with me. He's like, why are you by yourself? And I explained, you know, at that point, the club was somewhat empty. Either everybody was in the back or they were gone. And so he sat with me and explained some things about the lifestyle and about the club and, you know, kind of acknowledged that the first time could be a little tough and you might have come on a night that was a little overwhelming. What other things did he tell you? Right. What other things did he, what other like things did he tell you while you were sitting there? Yeah, I, you know, he told me, I mean, first of all, he just said, 
this is the, this is probably not the best night for you to do this for the first time. Right. And he said, consider, you know, consider making some connections outside and meeting here, you know, to introduce yourself in person so that you at least have a little bit of an idea as to who they are. He gave me some of the etiquette, you know, like even do you walk around with no clothes out here and no clothes back there? You know, do you put your clothes on to come out? You know, I didn't even, I had no clue. Yeah. What, how does it go? How, how are you supposed to roll? Like, what was the answer to that? He said, you know, you can do whatever you want basically, but generally people come out in something, you know, even if it's a robe, they'll come out to the club part in something, you know, but usually half of what they went back with and walking around in the back, you can walk around completely naked and no shoes and, you know, and the guys, can't walk around back there by themselves so if you're going to go if you have a guy with you don't leave him alone because he'll be shuttled out because that's for the protection of the women mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, some of, yeah it's they're really really good about that and I think that was one of the things that has been consistent through this whole process and that he reinforced that night or started to say that night was women are in control and how many times do we ever get that right and Mm -hmm. they get to say no guys don't get to push you into anything if somebody gives you a problem we take them out immediately and apparently somebody that night saw a guy giving me a problem so to speak and that he was escorted out oh Um, interesting Mm -hmm. i didn't say a word but he was escorted out because they did it on my behalf right and you know not to not to feel everybody's there for a reason everybody's there to fuck each other so don't feel like you can't go up and say that to somebody you know it's it's okay it doesn't make you a bad person that's why we're all here which was a new concept to me you know that that's okay to just walk up to a stranger and say yeah it's like cutting out a lot of the (laughs) bullshit i mean it's never in any other place can you just walk up to someone and be like let's fuck you know what i mean a total yeah Sounds like fantasy land for a lot of guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he was, he was really kind. And I think that was the other thing was I just needed somebody that was a little less energy, (laughs) a little calmer and kinder to explain all of this to me. And even etiquette, like go up to the woman. If they're in a couple, go to the woman first. Don't go to the guy because you like the guy. Go to the woman and talk to her first so that you're going through her to get to the guy. Very interesting. Yeah, this is all stuff. I mean, everything that he was telling you is all the stuff that I've heard from couples bring up and talk about when talking about the etiquette themselves. So he was definitely a professional giving you the right tips, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I think it's very important or helpful for you to have had that conversation with him for sure. I mean, your other friend just brought you there and like left you to the wolves. Like, you know, it's just like, (laughs) he just like threw you in the water. But I think that really helped. It was great that that guy sat down and talked to you for sure. And so did it end after that? And then how do you wind up going back? Because we all know that you do. Yeah, you know, it was funny. There's so our home club, has the website and so you can interact you can put a profile on you can interact with people and chat with them online and things like that and i didn't know that at the time i just thought i paid for a membership again i'm, I'm so naive so i had no idea and so monday i get the email that your, your account went live so i logged on to see what it was and you know up popped this stream of naked photos and <laughs> great time last weekend all these things and then when you cut through all of that, you find out you can set up a profile and whatnot. And so 
I did a real basic one. I had my, my friend write it for me and I just copied and pasted it in and pretty quickly, you know, you're fresh meat. So pretty quickly, all these people started pinging me through the chat on there. And one of them in particular, it was day two, it was November 2nd. I remember it was day two and he was not aggressive, not mm -hmm. assertive in how he was talking. And we ended up dating for like five months and not having sex funny enough. That is but funny. Yeah. It's yeah. It's that he ended up being kind of my sounding board for, you know, if I do this again, what do I need to know? What's right. the etiquette? Who do I need to do? You know, how do I need to talk? What do I need to be prepared for? How do I dress? Like, yeah. how do I, what do I even wear? And I ended up from talking to him, I had decided I was going to give it a second shot. So I, another couple had talked to me and they asked if they could meet me at the club. So we did, we met and ended up talking for quite some time and then ended up playing together, which was the first time I had done the threesome, first time I'd ever been with a, a female. And that was how I spent my second night at the club. And I thought, okay, this was actually fun. So maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. And maybe this is worth giving a shot. So, and then I went back a third time and the guy that the first night I went there, the guy that I had said I wanted from behind the bar, he and I had chatted on and off through the website. We had, we would watch each other, you know, the other two times I was at the club, we kept an eye on each other. And the third time I was there, we set it up and we had time together while I was there. And he and I have actually become good friends. We, and are together, you know, on and off, but, and talk to each other and go places together and, and do things. But he is amazing and he's an, a fantastic person. So he was one of the reasons why I stuck it out for a little while. And now what happened though with that couple? Because that was your first time with a woman. Were you, did you yeah. put on your profile that you were open to trying all different things? Did you know that that was something that you were going to be down for? Or like, how did it, why did you pick them to be your next hookup? Yeah, I think because he contacted me and he was, again, not overly aggressive, not overly assertive and we just talked, we just mm -hmm. talked about what my experiences were, what I wanted to get out of this, what I might be willing to consider. And he brought up that he has a girlfriend and they often connect with other couples. They connect, I don't know what they do, but they, they have different situations that they're in. And he said, we, you know, we would both really like to meet you in person and see if we all click. And so, and I think because he said it that way, Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, now that I've been around a little bit longer, I see, you know, people do reach out. And they're like, hey, want to get together tonight? Fuck. No. no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'd like to know who you are. I'd like to know a little bit about you. And so since he took it slow, so to speak, you know, a couple of weeks later, I went back and met with them. And they both were really kind, very patient, very affirming, not overly flirtatious, I think, because they... Again, I think everybody knows what why they're there. So I don't they just didn't seem like they had to win me over. They just just talked. And and then he very calmly said, you know, do you 
feel comfortable going back with us? I said, absolutely. So we did. And we got one of the, we got the Boyer room. And what's the um, voyeur room? Is it like have windows where people could watch you or something? I mean, why voyeur room? Because like, yeah. the whole thing is a voyeur room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, some of the rooms have curtains. So some we have there's a massive room, which is where I was the first night that is just open mm-hmm. and it has mirrors and benches like things. There are all kinds of stuff. And and then there's little rooms that have multiple beds each, but there's a curtain. So you can close the curtain or semi-close it or whatever you want to do or leave it open. And then there's this room that's the BDSM and Voya room, which is my favorite room. And it has windows so people can look in. Mm-hmm. It has a door that they can look in if they want. And then it has one bed and a, cu- a couple other contraptions. And the bed has the cross on it and the whole bit so that you can be strapped up or you know hooked up to different things and it's just a big playroom it's it's pretty fun so that's where we ended up you him and her and did you do everything with her that first time you were with a female I did (laughs) well you did say when you commit to something you don't fucking give up like if you're right is that what you said (laughs) I'm an overachiever by heart (laughs) yeah I don't know if you heard my uh, conversation with Layla I posted the other day where she had a threesome and she's got this couple and she's hooked up with them a number of times just talking about how much she loves booze and stuff and I'm like why didn't have you gone down on the girl she's like no not yet I'm like has she gone down on you like no not yet has she done that before yeah like why haven't you guys done it together I don't know like I'm just like I don't understand I'm more like you like if if you're gonna do it fucking do it or don't I don't know you know what I mean <laughs> Com- yeah. commit you committed to it so you and then did you re- is that when you did kind of realize like oh you're very into women like were you into it yeah I was a lot more than I thought I would be and she was too and I think she was really good about uh telling me you know she's like I want you to do this to me and so I would and then you know she's can I do this to you yes please and you know and that's how it went which was for a first time was perfect Um, she led everything she did yeah yeah yeah. and I didn't have to think Mm -hmm. and I could just do it and determine if I liked it or not and then he would tell me things to do to her you know and so and she would tell me things to do to him so it was really easy yeah 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 you're lucky because that was a great first couple to get with. I mean, they were very good at communicating what they were into, but they weren't pushy. They knew you were a newbie. They walked you through it, but but and you also got the vibe that if it was something you didn't, you could try it. But if you didn't like it, like it would be okay. I mean, it seems like it was like they were a great couple to have as your first couple. Yeah. Yeah, they really were. I have to say, I'm sure, and I don't know because I'm not in the lifestyle, but uh you would know the answer to this i would think that most couples that you meet would be cool and would be more geared like that especially if they've been in the lifestyle for a while right because they understand a new person coming in right i mean are they mostly of the time like respectful and not pushy and all of that kind of good stuff yeah i think most of them are which Mm -hmm. was a surprise to me i thought everybody would be aggressive and you know if you showed up then you gotta have sex you know, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and you got to have it the way we're expecting you to yeah and that hasn't been the case which has been a really interesting learning for me it just seemed counterintuitive I just thought kind of like when I walked in the club the first time and they said well everybody's here to fuck so that's what we're gonna do well what if I don't want to 
and they said that it's okay. You know, you have your right to say no. And then when you get in a smaller situation, I thought, well, it's probably going to be amplified, right? Like, yeah. how do you say no yeah. if you're with a couple? And but it starts up. Everybody's know? been yeah. really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's even interesting for me on my show. And what I really like to do on my show is kind of uh, show the regular person that it is very different than maybe what you think in your head. Like you said, it was very counterintuitive or very different than the way you would have felt like it would go down. And But most of the time when I'm talking to a couple, especially the more the ones who have been in for a long time and are successful, I mean, it those kinds of things are the most important for for them, you know, just being cool and being respectful for everybody else. There's never any kind of pressure. Uh, your yeah. the other person is always in control. Consent, mutual consent, is extremely important. And I'm sure, listen, you get people involved that uh, don't follow those fucking rules. But I think those are the people that don't last. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. All right. So you do that couple, you find out like not only you're into women, you also get in, you realize you're like a little bit of an exhibitionist, right? And you like people watching. Because yeah. <laughs> you did say the yeah. voyeur room is your favorite. I mean, what other things do you like to do in that room? Pretty much anything. And I think that's the thing. Like I've been strapped up in that room. I've strapped other people up. I've, you know, it's, it is fun. And I knew, I knew I liked that, but I always was afraid to fully do it so you know like I said we would in Baltimore you know years and years ago I had sex in an elevator and I was always outside doing stuff you know always at the risk of being caught yeah but never had the opportunity to just literally be there and watch people watching me mm-hmm. and that has been that's probably been one of my favorite things out of this experience and do you feel like you have a little bit of a voyeur in you too? Or is it strictly you like people watching? Or do you also like that you can see people as well? I like that I can see people too. Yeah, I definitely like that I can see people. So, all right. So we're, let's go back in chronological order since we know that you've done everything. But let's go back to your story. So, you you know, you have that third time. You meet that guy and you wind up becoming good friends. And now is that like the kind of turning point where you really like enter in the lifestyle and now you start going all the time? <laughs> Yeah, I actually thought I, I started going more frequently mm-hmm. to the club and I didn't do I didn't do I didn't see people outside of the club. I didn't other than him. Yeah. And I didn't not even my boyfriend, really. And then and I didn't do party like I didn't do nothing about parties, knew nothing about anything else. And even with that, so this is from October to February, I said, in all honesty, I'll probably not do this after February. So I thought I'll give myself to the end of February, see how I feel. But I think having a couple people that I can call on and play with and maybe do things with here and there, you know, whether it's a threesome or whatever, that's, that's fine. You know, I have some people I trust. I have some people I like, Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't see any reason to keep going. And that's what, that's the mentality I had. And then February hit and my friend that, took me to the club for the first time we were going to go in the middle of february there was a night there was men's shirt night and for some reason i thought that sounded like the best night ever men's so shirt wait a second me. men's shirt yeah. that's like a thing i just heard another guy on who went to a club in miami and it was like men's shirt night there too that must be like a yep. big swingers night theme party that they have <laughs> yep i thought it sounded great so i bought my tickets weeks in advance and thought i'd go and i 
got they were gonna go and but before we went I went to Portland there's another club south of us that is uh, it's actually really intriguing too so I went down there for the first time with the guy that I've become friends with mm -hmm. and two other women and we spent Friday night at that club and stayed over and when we were at that club it's it's just a different setup like they do have small rooms but there's also most of the rooms are shared they're a little bit smaller but they're shared and you have themes and all kinds of stuff going on and we attracted two other women so we had doing math four women and him in a room and it was really fun i mean he's amazing but all you so we, like women. a big like girl all girl sort of orgy and he's like there participating with everybody but and all the girls are doing each other and doing him is that what was going down yep exactly yeah what a and lucky guy he yes he is <laughs> and he <laughs> i think everybody saw us during you know when we were all down in the dance club and everything everywhere we went people followed us and we got a room and we shut the door and they kept coming in the room and we had to keep sending them back out i mean it was it was insane and so and it was all men all the men wanted to come in of course and we're like nope you can't it's just him he's it so we had that and then i went home then they stayed and i i left the next day and went up to meet my buddy for dinner and his girlfriend and some of his friends quote unquote we were going to go to the club that night and we were all going to have dinner and then we were all going to go together and he knew i was so excited about this and i bought my you know shirt from nordstrom's and i brought a tie because you can use a tie as a blindfold or to bind somebody or whatever and i was just so excited and they introduced me to this couple and as soon as i walked in the the restaurant had this immediate connection to them that was not like anything I've ever had before. Oh, interesting. And long story short, I stayed in because of them. You know, I ended up having threesomes with them, foursomes with them. We would get big groups together and go to the club and did different things. And then he and I saw each other separately often as well. And that is actually who I'm with now. So we did have like a poly relationship and now... It's just him oh, and I. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Let's break this down yeah. for the next half of the episode yeah. because you're like, let me make a long story short. No, I want the long story <laughs> long. Okay. This is an hour long podcast. No long story shorts here, <laughs> especially not when you're having threesomes and foursomes with a couple. Uh, okay. Wait a second. So you meet this couple, you have like an instant chemistry attraction, kind of weird pull to them is what you were saying, right? Yeah. Right off the bat. And to both of them, did you did you feel like besides being interested in women <laughs> sexually that you were also maybe feel you could be emotionally attracted to women as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you start playing with them and is the sex as good as that you you think it's going to be? Because, you know, I do think, listen, if you have that weird kind of pull and connection with somebody from across the room. I don't think it ever winds up to not be good when you do sleep with them, right? I just think that that's a charge that uh, means good sex is going to fucking happen. I mean, was there a lot of chemistry when you guys all got down to it? Yeah, better than I could have ever imagined. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. when that chemistry is there that you could feel it without even doing anything, it never disappoints, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, so 
you start to like, how does it cross the line? I mean, you're, you're having threesomes with them. Who's the foursomes with? Could I ask you a quick question? And I'm not going to forget where I was. I want to know if you've ever had sex with that friend of yours. Who's been trying to have sex with you since the get, like since the dawn of time, like, did he ever get to fuck you? I mean, (laughs) no, he didn't. And he tried so hard. So that night, that night that he brought the couple, yeah, we all go to the club. We all meet. And we're, we're, and I'm still feeling awkward and nervous because I still feel like I'm just way too new. And we're all standing around the table and he goes, Hey, let's all go back together. And I panic because his, I have rules for him and I had rules the first night and those rules haven't changed. And they are, I will have, I will not have sex with you. I don't want to see you naked and I don't want you to see me naked. Yeah. I was going to say, has he been able to even watch you because you guys have been, he has. Yeah. Yeah, he has seen me. I do everything I can not to see him, but he has seen me. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw me the first night and he didn't recognize me at first. So two months later we were talking and that's when he realized that the girl he had seen that he was talking about enjoying to watch was me. <laughs> so oh my God, hilarious. It was, a little, it was a little awkward, but yeah, he, the three, I have three rules and the three rules are there's no sex with him. I don't want to see him and mm-hmm. I don't want him to see me. And so obviously we blew one of those. And this night that he introduced me to this couple, yeah. we, he said, let's all go. And we go to the back and I'm of course, incredibly uncomfortable. And I'm with the guy that he had just introduced me to. And we're all in this room lined up across a couple beds. And I, like this guy starting on me and I'm, you know, going down on him and I get up on him and I just looked at him like, I can't do this. And because your friend was this, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know, like he had no idea. Cause of course, I mean, I had just met him and he's like, uh, what do you mean you can't do this? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I can't do this cause I this and I explained it to him very, very, very quickly and with a really low voice. And he's like, "Huh, all right, we're out." And so he took me out. He checked in with his girlfriend, said, "Hey, you know, we're going to go out here." And she said, "Okay." And and we left. And I think it was that night actually that because all of that happened, the woman in that couple was sitting out with my friend when when all was said and done. And we ended up talking and he said, yeah, see, this is my friend Valerie. And she said she'll never have sex with me. And apparently that must be true because she literally left the room. (laughs) So I think he finally understood. He still tries, but I think he finally understands that it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, so now you start hooking up with that couple at, that first night, right? The sex is like better, like you said, than anything you've ever experienced. And then who's involved in the foursomes that you have? Are they at the club or outside? No, they were outside. And so she, they and she, she has a number of men that she plays with outside of their relationship. And she started introducing me to some of them. So we did a threesome. They asked if I would join them with one of her guys, uh, 
a, I don't know, a couple weeks, a month later, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the four of us were together and we would just, we get a hotel room and we stay at the hotel. And then we did go back to the club and she introduced me to a whole gamut of people <laughs> Uh, when we went to the club one night and one of them was one of her two favorite guys outside of her boyfriend at the time. And so he and I were the only two single people. So we hung out together, but we really didn't do anything together. But he took me to another event later, you know, several months later, he and I went off because I had never done some of the things that others had done so he took me to something over the summer and I just got incorporated into their circle and it's been really it's been interesting like it was very nice of her to do that and again that was I didn't know how all of that would work and I didn't think about sharing and yeah um, she's very generous so you when you say that you're like with that guy now which is her partner is she she's I'm assuming cool with that like this is just their arrangement that they have are you with her too? Or are you just with the guy? Or did she get knocked out of the thruple because you're now with the guy? Yeah. So we, up until a couple months ago, we were both seeing him. So we tried doing it where it was the three of us. She had her time with him. I had mine. And then sometimes we were all together. And that was fine because he always he almost always has somebody as a secondary for when she's not available. Right. Or and when she, and she also has other guys too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was, you know, in theory, not a big deal. And I was supposed to be their unicorn, which was a new thing I learned yeah. and all that kind of thing. Well, mm-hmm. the problem was that he and I developed feelings for each other. And so that flipped things a bit. So we started separating things out and, He had his time with her. I had my time with him. She and I talked and we would meet up at things together. And we did like we went to the club together in big groups. But she was the primary like she was the girlfriend. Yeah. Publicly and with the family and, you know, everybody knew about them. Nobody knew about me. Mm -hmm. And I was okay with that because that was that just seemed respectful. Yeah. But. In, but it all kind of shifted and because she was having a harder time with it and a few, there's, I mean, a bunch of stuff happened, but bottom line, they're not together anymore. And he and I are. are. Let me ask you yeah. this just because I think it is probably a reason why a lot of people don't play like this because that's the biggest fear that some other person, whether it's the unicorn female or a guy, you know, could come in and somebody's going to cop feelings. I've heard plenty of stories where that doesn't happen, but I've heard my share of stories where it does happen. So, you know, yeah. here you are a unicorn going into a, a situation and when things don't go wrong, I always like to get the details because I think it's always like a learning lesson for people. You know, how did if this girl's like she's down and she's open and she's sharing her guy with all these people and she's going out and hooking up with all these people like how did you and the guy cop feelings like what what <laughs> what did they do wrong in their, you know uh threesome with you to allow that to happen it was it that you were seeing him solo was it that texting offline like how did you guys cop feelings without her realizing that that was happening or you know yeah well I think she I think she did I think she realized before he did to be honest but I you know knowing 
him the way I do now. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think he's very good at keeping things separate mm-hmm. and he's been doing this for 25 years. So it's not his first time around. And I, I think the thing with him and I is that we have said that for both of us, this is very different. We've never, we've never had this experience before. We've never had somebody that we trust this much. We've never had somebody that when we met the way things, the way we felt when we met each other was unique. There's just been a series of, of events that I think even if we were outside of the lifestyle and never slept together, we'd still end up in this position. Like we, it just, so you're saying that, I mean, so he, even though that him and that girl were very open with each other and they were with each other for a while and they were playing together, he didn't feel that way about her. Like how long were they together before you came into the picture? Were they a long-term uh, couple or no? Yeah, they well, they had been together for two years. So he um, didn't though have that kind of feeling, like you said, oh, he just said, you know, he just has never trusted anybody like that or anything. I mean, because you would think that they had a lot of trust with each other because they did have a very open relationship. Yeah, and I think they did. I think there were a lot of things that have, there's a lot of things that have come out that their relationship might not have been as healthy as everybody perceived it to be. And I think they did have, some trust and some of that trust may have been misplaced. Some of it, you know, might not have been as strong. Like for her, it was hard for her to see him with other people here and there, but she was okay with her being out there with whoever. So there were some double standards. There There was just some things in the relationship that wasn't, you know, regardless of what kind of relationship you have, they just weren't healthy. Right. And And now do you have an open relationship with him? Do I have what? Oh, open? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're cool with him being with other people and you haven't hit any kind of patches where that bothers you at all or anything. I mean, it's pretty much oh, you're, you're, you're okay with it. Yeah. And, and to his credit, he has mostly not completely, but mostly done whatever we do, we do together, except for a handful of instances, which I think makes it easier because I am getting you know, it helps me build trust mm-hmm. and it helps me see what's going on. Cause I like to watch it. lets me see what's yeah, like going on. You enjoy on. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can come back afterwards and, and talk about it. And I can say, okay, so this made me a little uncomfortable. Talk to me about this and we'll, we'll kind of walk through it and I go, okay, I'm fine with that. I, you know, now that you've explained it, I'm all good. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, or I really liked this and I like that you let me do that, you know? So that's been that makes it a lot easier and then when he is out with other people he's been really good about without me even asking which again helps build trust is generally he'll or even with her like even if he was going to go see her he might stop by my house first Mm -hmm. and then afterwards he comes over to my house or I go to his or whatever so we always touch base before and after oh so Um, does he still sees her sometimes no, he isn't now, but mm-hmm. even when he was seeing her, there was a point where um, 
he was trying to balance us. <laughs> Gotta give him credit. He did a good job of balancing us. Oh, but, um, but he was actually like, act, like it's kind of fucked up though, because he's here, he's got this primary relationship that's supposed to be his primary, but he was like communicating with you as if you were a primary too. Like he was tending to your feelings, even though you were just the unicorn, quote unquote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after, okay, so that, after the lines, so we... she was right to smell what something was fucking up because <laughs> it was. Well, and this was, this yeah. was well after. So this was oh. like towards the end where we knew, everybody knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where okay. we all stood and mm -hmm. we all knew that we all cared about each other and we all knew and so he was trying to make it more equal across the across us so you know he was trying to work hard to maintain that relationship work hard on mine and of course there's different needs because I'm new yeah and she's not and so he was really trying to balance both of us yeah, that's hard um, because she did open it. I mean, it wasn't like when you met with them, it wasn't like, oh, this is a straight up hookup situation. I mean, they were open to being poly, correct? And uh, like you went in knowing no. that you could have feelings. Yeah, I think I think the poly thing. So, gosh, you need more than an hour. So the poly thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. she is. <laughs> so if you just talk about the poly part, she is actually married. And. What? Right. So she's married. She has a boyfriend, which was, you know, yeah. you know the guy I'm with. Oy, I need her on my has, podcast. Please give her my email. Yeah. <laughs> she would be interesting. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's married. She is, she was with this guy and then she has what I call her stable, but she has one in particular or well, two in particular that are kind of like secondary boyfriends. I think now that I know more. So, but she's, she's got a nice, Oh, so maybe that's why. Yeah, but maybe that's why. Then it, that's a little bit of a different story because you know maybe that's why your guy started to connect more with you because maybe he wanted a. a because listen, if someone has a big stable like that, as well as a husband, he is not top, like he's not primary really in her life. It might have been his primary, but he wasn't her primary. She had a husband and like five other guys she was in a relationship with. So maybe he was looking more for somebody that he could get really close with one on one. And because you were single and didn't have all that, when he met you, if he connected with you, maybe that's why he was then, you know, he started to feel more feelings for you and that would make more sense yeah I think it was easier for him with me but I think they did they lived I mean if you met them you would never know that any of these other people existed like he was <laughs> but they did that's what, my whole point is yeah and they that's did. the thing is like the, yeah. they traveled together you know they went off to other countries together they you know they do events together they they like she's at the house you know, watching football with the family together. Like, wow. it was just like, it was just like, that's all that existed. It was just the two of them. And they were, they spent a lot of time together. But was so, she and, mad and at they, you? Like, I mean, was um, it a messy ending? Like when it turns out that you become the primary? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think she is because she, she even bought me a Christmas present. So I think she doesn't have any reason to be mad at me. I've never given her a reason. I've done nothing but respect her. Mm -hmm. And we have gone, you know, face to face with each other and, and said, Hey, here's where I am. And here's where you are. And ultimately for me, it's his choice. So I'm not pushing anything. I'm fine. I actually feel more comfortable if you're part of this than not having you as part of this. So I think it was, you know, like any breakup, she's, heartbroken that 
yeah. it didn't work out and yeah. she's heartbroken that she lost him and he's a pretty phenomenal person. Mm-hmm. So I think that part, she's, she's heartbroken. She's sad. She's upset. She wishes it could all be different. And at the same time, I don't think she's, I don't hear anything about her being mad at me. There's no gossip going around. There's, you know, she's, she's been pretty respectful through all of this. So. Yeah. Well, I think maybe if she's very honest with herself, she looks at it in that, you know, she does have all these other people. So how could she expect that he might not really connect and fall for somebody else as well? Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, having a husband, I don't care if he's not there, like she's got an emotional uh, bond and other things going on. It wasn't like they were in a relationship and they were just having sex with people, other people. I mean, she was married. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think she, you know, <laughs> That's what I keep saying. well, in her world, maybe it would be great for her to think in her world, like, oh, I want it to be where I have a husband and I have all these guys I date and each one of them is going to make me number fucking one. And you can never like anyone more than me. I mean, wouldn't we all yep. like to wield that power and ha- live in that world? But that's not reality. I think, you know, it, it, and I think the reason why she's not mad at you is because on some level she knows like how long could you keep that going? I think personally he met you and your feelings started to grow. And I think maybe he was looking for some sort of deeper connection. I just don't think with all those men in her life that any man will feel that kind of connection that you do when you're with one person. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So now I don't know. Are you open to being poly with him now? Are you going to let him go date other people? I mean, where are you going to be a year from now? How are you setting this up? I mean, you know, I mean, you have an open relationship. I I mean, do you want it to stay like where you guys are together? I mean, how I mean, he's been in the lifestyle for 25 years. Has he always been someone who just likes dates women or has he been married before? Is he married? I just need to make sure. No, okay. he's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, he's not. He, so his, he did have an open marriage. Yeah. And so, and they're still, his ex and him are still best friends. Mm-hmm. So they, they really had a good relationship and he, you know, he has, he's had people that I don't know if dated's the right word, but, but not that he's fallen in love with either, but that he had a connection with that he would spend time with even when he was married. And so and I think that's what they thought I would be was I would be the plus one. I would be the the person that she knew that if he was with anybody else, it was me and it was OK and and not get emotionally involved, you know, maybe be friends, but not get emotionally involved. And we didn't manage that very well. So now I I don't know how I would feel about another person that he feels the same way about being in with us. I I think it would depend on who that was. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to come in as the person knowing what you're getting into, you know, coming into this, I knew that they were a couple. I knew that everybody knew them. I knew that they, right. You've already known him to be with somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, so my expectations could align with that. Yeah, I am in the process of kind of getting my mind wrapped around what my expectations are going to be in the future because, yeah, I think you know, you ideally, yeah, it's out. harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to create, uh, you know, I think that that would be the key to your guy's success moving forward. I mean, he's got a lot of experience in that world. You know, I think talking a little bit about how you guys move forward and, and talking to each other about that, but also with you thinking about what you ultimately want, because you know, poly is one thing and being in an open, non-monogamous relationship, but, you know, not, you know, just for sex is another thing. I, I, you know, it's a two totally different things. And I think that if you just want to be in an open relationship where you have sex with other people, but you want to stay in a primary relationship, then you do have to establish, especially early on, and especially because you came out of it, it's a slightly messy situation. And, you know, if you don't want to be her three years from now, you know, maybe you have to set some rules and boundaries, not rules and boundaries, but just like talk it out, you know, so that, yeah. and, and, but I think cause you're not clear about what you would want. I mean, are you in love with him? Yeah. 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 So, uh, I don't think you'd want him to listen. I think letting him go and be with other women and watching him fuck other girls and doing all that stuff is one thing. Uh, and I think a lot of people could, there's tons of people that have been on my show that could deal with that, but they are not interested in their partner falling for somebody else. There's, you know, none of that is going on. So I just feel like for you, if you don't want any of that going on, which is very common, a lot of couples play with other people, but they're not interested in any kind of relationships out because they are very in love with each other. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, they're their primary partner and this is what they want. Uh, And so one thing has nothing to do with the other. Uh, So I think you should figure it out because being poly is a very different thing. And I've talked to a couple successful poly people, but I've talked to a lot of poly people who it's not successful. I mean, it could go either way, Uh, but that's a totally different wiring. I know some people that are wired that way. It's just a very different thing. You know, you got to figure out if that's for you. Uh, because you don't want to be like her, you know, does he, you guys have this intense attraction and you guys have a very strong emotional connection. And I think he decided to fall for you more because you were single and didn't have a million other guys you were attached to. So maybe he's looking for that kind of primary relationship thing where you guys are just really into each other and you just have sex with other people, but you don't go out having feelings for other people. Yeah. And I think ideally that's what I would say I'd want. And I, I, that's what we've, we've talked about. Oh, you have. It's just, it's so funny though, to then look at reality and go, okay, well you fell into this poly thing. So Who's to say you're not going to be the one with an extra guy or I don't know. But oh, my God. Well, that's another right podcast. Now, uh, could you imagine? Sh- <laughs> Valerie. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this because I'm just thinking about him. Like, I mean, because I just feel like it sounds like you're so smitten with him. I mean, is there part mm-hmm. of you that feels like you would want to keep the doors open and have like a bunch of guys, too, and be like how she was? I didn't even think no, of I, No, I'll never be like I'll never be like that. And I don't mean any disrespect to her. It's just not, yeah, my yeah, you're not wired that way. Right. But right. no. Mm-hmm. So like we're doing, so I still, you know, I have a, a few people that I haven't spent time with cause we have been focusing on us and yeah. doing things together. Yeah. But there are a few people that he knows cause I've introduced them. And at some point I'll probably go off with them once in a while. And he has some people that, he might go off with and one of them we actually she and likes both of us so 
we've done things separately and together with her. So that's been, I think that part is fine yeah. and, and we're really solid on that. But for right now, most of what we do is together and I'm, and I'm still learning. Like to, we're going to my first party tomorrow night. Oh, so, really? Your you first know. what? The swingers yeah. party? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, and they're old. It's an old circle of his mm-hmm. and that he's known forever and he's getting back in with them and, and I'm being introduced. So, you know, there's new experiences that I just, I would really love to share with him first. And then at some point, if we start, as I'm sure we will start breaking off and, and doing some things on our own, for me, it'll be, you know, two or three people that we're together with or not together with, but it's not going to be me going off and clubbing on my own or me going off with a different guy every day for a week and then seeing him a week later. It's just not going to be like that. Okay. My last thing is, and this is just my opinion. If people will be listening and being like, you're so wrong, Kathy, or some people will be like, yeah, fucking right (laughs) on Kathy. But I mean, I think what you're saying is very gray area. And that's where I think sometimes, especially in the beginning of a relationship, when you're setting things up that could cause problems down the line, like you're saying kind Mm -hmm. of both things, like, I don't want to play separately and fall for anybody else. But every now and then we could play just maybe with one or two people separately, you know, so I don't know, pick a side, because when you do playing, I have and and I'm just saying this because, and I'm just going to throw it out there, that if you don't want to play separately and you don't want him to, you know, a lot of people have that as their setup. Most relationships and swingers that I talk to that are super successful don't ever play solo. And there's plenty that do, but don't feel like, and I don't know if you've ever tried that on for yourself and it's just not right for yourself, but you know, you don't have to be open to playing solo if you don't want to. I don't care how it started out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Think about what you want in the thing. I mean, it, this could be the start of a, this is, could be a love story. I don't know yet <laughs> because <laughs> I have to hear where you are a year from now. Wait, how long have you, uh, have, how long have you been like that? He sort of kicked her to the side and you guys are in a relationship. How long have you been together like that for oh. is it months or years? No, it's been, so I've known him. We just celebrated a year last month that I've known him. No, but since she, then, since, since it turned into something serious between you two. Yeah. So he told me he loved me in May of last year. Mm-hmm. So not even a year yet. And then it's just been the two of us for a couple of months. Yeah. So th- this is the time to mull that all over and I think when you hear this back you'll you'll maybe even be able to get a little bit more clarity right hearing your own story from a third person sometimes you'll hear your situation and you'll be able to make uh, decisions even more so when you hear it outside of yourself I can't explain it but you'll see what I mean when you listen to it you know (laughs) but uh, (laughs) think it all through because it is important because you are just starting this this out with him uh and because I hope this is the the love story, you know, yeah, it started messy. But if you're still together 10 years from now, well, then, you know, 
<laughs> it just is what it is. Uh, but I just would hope, I think the worst case scenario is that you wind up to be her, you know, a year from now because this is what, you know, happens when, and what can happen when you do play solo and you have all these other people and all these other variables inside your own relationship. Yeah. So think, yeah. About, think about that. So, but anyway, I love your story. We're going to have to have a part two, I believe. So for sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, good. Okay. I need to find out what happens. It's fascinating. You did go from nothing to anything. I feel like you're more professional than your friend. <laughs> your friend, I do. Like, you're getting more action than him. <laughs> no. And you know, it's funny. Well, yeah, I am. Yeah. But no, it's funny because my, another friend of mine through this whole experience yeah. has the one that I said said you basically went from no sex to yeah, yeah, yeah. no marriage is just like, how in the world did you go in six months from, from nothing to this? So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Been it's been a lot. Cause when you said, the, yeah, when you said in the beginning, my first party I went to uh, was during COVID and I knew how much you had already done. I'm like, wow, this bitch had moved fat. Like a lot happened and this is just yeah. a short period of time. So it is super interesting. I don't know what I'm going to title it, but it's a great story. <laughs> if you want to send in any anonymous pics, I do post anonymous pics of people on my Patreon. Nothing, at, okay. well, X-rated pics people put on Discord. I'm not a part of that, but R-rated, you know, R-rated. People send me in sexy pics of the, the girls typically do. But just like anything, if you want to, you could send it to me. I'll put it on my Patreon. Okay. But no face, you know. Uh, but anyway, Valerie, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. It was super interesting. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. And make sure to keep me posted. And let me know what you think after you listen to it. Okay. Thank you, Valerie. Thanks. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.